Welcome to the Ice Bath Baby Podcast, the show that is the coldest above all others. I'm Doc Martinez, and this is episode 13. So this is my sixth episode of the summer series, and today I'm interviewing another one of my former student athletic trainers from Frisco Lone Star High School. But first, let me get to this week's news. Uh, Strength and conditioning camp is in its off week this week, so time is running out for you to get bigger, faster, stronger. So strength and conditioning will resume on July 10th, okay? Now, July 10th is a very special day. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But it will resume on July 10th, and that is the second to last week of camp. The last week of camp will be the following week, July 17th through the 20th, So get off the couch and go to camp the last two weeks because you got two more weeks and then we're done. Then you'll have a week off and football, volleyball, cross country, we are getting after it, okay? July 31st. Uh, So camp runs Monday through Thursday from 8 to 9.30, followed by some sports-specific skill training. So again, be sure to get in on that action and don't fall behind your friends, right? So I mentioned... July 10th is a very special day because it's my birthday. July 10th. Yes, that's right. Doc Martinez. I'm going to turn 21. (laughs) Ha ha. Anyway, uh, my merch store is open and taking orders. Okay, so you can find the link in my show notes or go to my link tree in my TikTok or Instagram bio and you can find it there. So I have short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts, stickers, phone cases for Apple and Android. I got some socks, hoodies, and all the wearable stuff, except for the socks, comes in black, blue, gray, or white. So, and it's got the nice logo on there. I just got one in, you know, like two days ago. I got a sample order and it's a black shirt with the logo. It's sweet, guys. And the material's nice and soft. It's really cool. You need to get in on it, right? So hurry up. Go get your merch today. All right? All right, enough about that. So let's get into this interview with Jenna and CISO. Jenna was a student trainer, a student athletic trainer for me at Frisco Lone Star High School. And uh, she was with me for two years. And before that, she was an athlete, and so she came over to the athletic training side after she sustained an injury and couldn't play anymore. But let's listen in on the interview with her now. All right, guys, uh, thanks for uh, joining in with this. Uh, I have here another one of my former student athletic trainers from Lone Star High School. Uh, I had so many of so many of them over the, uh, the the 10 years that I was there, uh, and a lot of them have gone on to do bigger and better things. And so um, I have another one. Hopefully, you've listened to the last two. Um, today, I have Jenna and CISO. Uh, Jenna is now a RN, a registered nurse. And so, uh, Jenna, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> All right, guys. So for, for those of you why I asked that question, I'm actually doing this remote today. Uh, Jenna, where do you live currently right now? Uh, right now, I live in this itty-bitty town called Stephenville, Texas. Um, <laughs> it's about an hour south of Fort Worth. Yeah, so actually, <clears throat> Stephenville is kind of popular in Bandera. Um, Bandera is, um, you know, really, really big ag school. 
And uh-huh. uh, we got a lot of kids that go to Stephenville, believe it or not. Uh, I, I know, at least in my eyes, we've had a lot of kids go there to Stephenville to go to Tarleton. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So anyway. All right. So why don't you let everybody know uh, when or what years you were a student trainer of mine? Well, I started student training. Um, let's see. Was it 2016? I started my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had you as a teacher a yeah. year prior to that. And you taught um, my health science class my yeah. sophomore year. And then I became, a yeah, like I said, I became a trainer my junior year and then went on to become one of the head student trainers my senior year. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. Um, I know uh, in last week's episode, uh, I was talking about head student trainers. I don't do that anymore, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the luxury at Lone Star was all of our student trainers, that's all they did is they mm-hmm. were just all student athletic trainers, like full-time, right? Um, and coming to a smaller school here in Bandera, I don't get that luxury. I have maybe a handful of them. I have 16 currently that are coming back next year, and um, a handful of them are just student athletic trainers. But all the other ones play sports, and not just one sport, multiple sports, right? And oh, wow. so, uh, yeah, so because like I said, we're a small school. Like we have – our total school population is – 650 between 650 and 700 right and i think that's what you probably graduated with right <laughs> uh, yeah my graduating class was about 440 yeah so um so we share a lot of athletes over there so it's it's a little uh it's a little different um mm-hmm. you know in a smaller school but uh, at lone star you know when we had that head student trainer position it was a lot easier to navigate and 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 it was it was really a fun kind of cool thing because it gave you some good experiences no 100 percent yeah. So, uh, cause I know I used to just delegate a lot of stuff to y'all and just say, make a schedule for this, make a schedule for that. Y'all do duties for this. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of nice. Um, all right. <clears throat> so I kind of mentioned what you do currently, but what is your current profession? Uh, kind of give us the specifics on that and how long you've been doing it. All right. Um, right now I am a nurse on the med surge floor, which is kind of just like the floor where you get admitted. So the grandmas who end up getting pneumonia that need IV antibiotics and just a longer period of stay. Um, I've been at uh, that hospital for about six months. Um, it's a very rural hospital, um, so it's not big whatsoever. We got about a 12, 12 person ER and about a 40 person um med surge and I want to say our ICU is only five rooms gotcha um yeah so it's an itty bitty hospital and um but I love it they all everybody keeps giving me a hard time for not wanting to go to the big hospitals to get better experience (laughs) but though the the big injuries have to start somewhere and we get we get quite a bit of those yeah living out here yeah I imagine out in the in the rural area I know that like Bandera's out in the rural area and and I had always been at a big school before I moved to Bandera. And I remember the first few years that I got there, I was just like, you did what? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was like injuries like, Hey doc, I, I fell off my, uh, you know, my four wheeler, uh, you know, while we're out in the Hills or I got bucked off a bull. I was, mm-hmm. I was bailing hay and I heard the, and I'm not, and I'm like, well, wait, I'm not used to that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I'm, I, I know living out in that rural area, you probably do, have some things that are kind of crazy um 
I can't but, tell you how many patients we get in the ER and they're like, I, I, I got ran over by my tractor that my son was driving. Yeah. Like, how, but, but they always finish their project. I'm like, how did you oh, yeah. walk around after you got ran over by a tractor and then you decided to come eat, to come yeah. to the ER about six hours later? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it was definitely an eye opening experience for me coming down here. And I'm sure it's an eye-opening experience for you. And that's good, though, because you're getting that experience to maybe later move into that bigger hospital. And then you're like, oh, I've seen this. This is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's cool. Well, all right. So um, what kind of training uh, did you have to get for your profession? Um, so I went to a four-year university, and um, I received my bachelor's in science of nursing, um, mm-hmm. You can get an associate's degree and go to the two-year um, program, but I just went ahead and did the four-year because it when it goes down, when it boils down to it, it's about the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first two years, it's getting your basics, the anatomy and um, all the math and the biology and all that fun stuff. And then after you complete all the prerequisites, you have to apply to the program and wait a god awful amount of <laughs> time. Yeah, uh, to just see if you get in. Um, I got into the program, and then it's about a two year um, program that you complete classwork, and then you go to clinicals about six to twelve times a semester, and yeah. they ship you off to uh, the bigger. It's usually bigger hospitals, and you work alongside nurses. Um, and just kind of watch and mimic what they do. Yeah. Um, and then you graduate and then you have to take uh, your NCLEX, which is the state board. Yeah. Um, and then once you pass that, you're a registered nurse. All right, cool. So the clinicals, when you do the clinicals, is it kind of like in Grey's Anatomy where they just follow people around and do they give you like, can you actually do stuff or do you just have to watch and observe the whole time? No, we can actually do stuff. Um, uh, during the process that we have what's called skills lab. So um, at Tarleton, they have, um, and it's kind of set up like a hospital. And at Tarleton, the nursing building, if mm-hmm. there was ever like a big crisis, our clinical like lab can be turned into a hospital. Oh, okay. um, so in there, there's dummies that they breathe, they talk. Yeah. Um, they, they give birth, they bleed. You can practice IVs on them. Oh, wow. Um, so you get checked off after you perform that skill on the dummy. And yeah. then once you're checked off, you can complete that skill in clinical. Um, so we can we can pass meds. We can start IVs. We can insert Foley's. Um, yeah. All the skills. And then when you when there's something more difficult, um, you can definitely observe. Um, so I saw a couple of births. Um, saw thoracentesis, which is awful to watch mm-hmm. um which is like they yeah the lung fills up with fluid and they basically jam a giant needle and join it <laughs> yeah and it's awful it's a brutal procedure i know i i um in my training that i did uh well not really training but in college when i was studying to be an athletic trainer they used to talk about that like all the time you know and i was like when am I ever going to see anything like that in athletics? You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. may, may, you know, or, or, or something like that would cause, 
you know, that fluid buildup where you, they would, you, where you would have to do a thoracentesis, right? I was like, uh-huh. I, I don't think I'll ever use that skill. <laughs> you know? Now, yeah. we didn't have to practice it or anything, but I was just like, that's crazy. So, <laughs> no, none of your students are going to be in liver failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's kind of cool, though, that you get to, you know, do all that. And, and it's such a different world uh, than athletic training. But leaning into that, how, how did being a student athletic trainer kind of prepare you for all of that? Um, I feel like it built up my critical thinking. Um, as far as nursing goes, you have to, anything could happen to your patient at any point in time. And that's no different from the students that I did work with. Um, especially because I was doing, I was in charge of the indoor sports Yeah, and those indoor sports happen the same night as football. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I didn't have a big, um, like actual athletic trainer with me. And if I did, it was the other school's trainer. So they didn't really know my athletes. Yeah. And so I was kind of like the main one to be in charge of my girls. And mm-hmm. um, so that really prepared me just to think on my own. And that's, yeah. that's all nursing is. Yeah. That's cool. That just, you remember your training and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I know that um, that that is kind of the downside to being a student athlete training and working like you know an indoor sport because when you do travel uh, and, and even sometimes maybe when you're at home, <laughs> uh, there yeah. may have been an occasion or two when when a, an athletic trainer wasn't around. I, yeah, so that's the beauty um, of being at Lone Star. We had two athletic trainers and. So uh, it was always, you know, nice for, you know, if sometimes though we both went to football, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, as an indoor sport trainer, you have to go on your own sometimes when you're traveling. And like you said, you have to rely on the other person or the other team's athletic trainer. And they're not right there with you on the bench all the time. So you have to make those decisions and kind of think, you know, what do I need to do? Um, and I know that right now, at Bandera, I'm, I'm by myself, right? I'm the only athletic trainer. So when we have volleyball games, I, I still, I, I get, I do get a contract trainer that can come out and help out, but a lot of times mm-hmm. they don't know the athletes and, and the student trainers might not necessarily be comfortable because it's always somebody different all the time. And so they always have to, you know, make some critical, you know, decisions on their own too. And, and it's always funny, like when the first, like the first time they find out they're going to be on their own, they're like, you're not going to be there. no I'm not I'm sorry and well what do I do if this I was like just remember your training you'll be okay yeah figure it out (laughs) yeah um so um um what was I I was gonna say something else now I I just forgot but uh so all of that oh I remember what about health science classes like the health science classes that you that you took before you became a student trainer um how did that help you prepare uh, to be an RN? Um, well, it gave me a basic understanding of what can go wrong um, as far as the body goes in, the, in a basic understanding of anatomy. Um, so going into like those prerequisites that I was talking about before nursing, um, I really think it helped me kind of have a head start as far mm-hmm. as somebody who would go in blindly to anatomy and phys. Um, and then the basic like emergency responses and what you need to do. Um, yeah. Firstly, to like um, 
kind of stabilize someone prior to them actually getting treatment for something yeah um, helped me a lot as far as the nursing program went yeah so that's good um i I i'm still teaching health science uh i i just teach the intro class um we we did have a nurse that was doing uh that was on on board with us last year and she was doing some clinicals she was doing the medical uh assistant training and also phlebotomy training with those kids oh wow um and so that was kind of cool um so because i know a couple of times especially the phlebotomy kids they're like they come up and doc can, can we stick you and i was like what i'm like you like for real like yeah we got to get some live sticks in and and so there's a few times that i went and and uh donated my veins for people to stick they didn't actually draw blood they just had to make a successful stick you know um but that's kind of cool um the health science you know i know health science in frisco is huge um Mm -hmm. and did you do clinicals also at at uh, lone star no, um, I applied for that. The Lone Star had that CNA and then did yeah. we have EMT too? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I applied, but unfortunately I didn't get in. Um, definitely. Well, yeah, Cause it's, it's such a it's big so competitive. district. Yeah. It's such a big district with, I don't know how many, thousand, you know, thousands of kids. It's like, uh, I want to say there's probably 60,000 kids in Frisco ISD maybe, but. I think we and, have 12 high schools now. Yeah. There's like 12 now and. And when they're all trying to get into, you know, three or four classes, uh, you know, it's very competitive. Um, So, but anyway, um, okay, well, cool. So let's go back to student athletic training uh, in your, in your two years that you were under me. Um, What was your most memorable injury experience that you had as a student athletic trainer? Um, This one isn't so much as an injury as much as it was just a medical emergency slash event. Mm-hmm. Um, our other head trainer was in the field house with you in the football field. Mm-hmm. And so I was running the indoor, um, indoor room. And yeah. um, I was just hanging out because the girls were just practicing and one of the younger athletes ran in and said that one of my athletes name and was like, she's shaking, she's shaking. And so I ran in there and mm-hmm. the volleyball coaches were just kind of standing over, over her looking at her, like, what do we do? And, um, she was having a seizure in the middle of the court. I guess she just was running, doing a drill and she just dropped. Yeah. Um, and luckily, I mean, not luckily, but epilepsy runs in my family so I knew mm-hmm. um kind of the basis what to do the coach asked me if I knew if we needed an AED I was like no she'll come out of it mm-hmm. um I immediately called 911 because nobody else had called 911 mm-hmm. um and we just kind of waited for them to show up and um for her to come out of it and just finish what she was doing because that's all you can really do is turn them on yeah. the side and just make sure they continue breathing because sometimes they do stop breathing yeah. Um, at that point. And to be honest, ironically enough, um, about six months after I had that experience, I myself got diagnosed with epilepsy. So that was, a, yeah, that was a good experience and eye opening. That way I can tell people, Hey, this is what goes on with me. Don't yeah. do anything. <laughs> Don't shove anything in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I'll come out of it. Everything will be okay. But I definitely have to warn people. And I knew that was part of her history as well. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So I, 
I knew kind of what to do prior to that. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure that was a very scary experience. Uh, no, for sure. For sure. But again, like you said earlier, relying on your critical thinking and training and sitting there like, what do I need to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, um, and, you know, it's funny that you say, you know, when you tell, when you were saying something about don't shove anything in my mouth, don't do this, don't do that. So medicine has come a long way. Right. Yes. <laughs> and sure. when I was going through my training in college, like, this is no joke. I have, I actually have a picture of me. Like I took like, um, you know, like we were doing kind of like team pictures. We didn't actually have team picture for student athletic trainers in college, but mm-hmm. me and my buddy, we was when we were freshmen, uh, we, we just kind of dressed in our, in our training gear for football games. And uh, we went and took our own pictures, right? Cause we mm-hmm. were, you know, we were freshmen. It was cool. Anyway, so I had this little, uh, this is before fanny packs. We didn't have fanny packs. We just kept everything in pockets back then, right? Mm Because no, there wasn't a genius around that decided, hey, why don't we just have a fanny pack to keep all our stuff in, right? Yeah. But um, so we just kept stuff in our pockets. But we did have uh, like a scissor holder. It was like a holster, right? And it Mm -hmm. attached to our belt and it kept like two pairs of scissors in there. But at the end, there was like a little loop ring and on that loop ring was a clip that had what they called an oral screw. Okay. And so think of a, of a cone shaped screw, right? It looks like a cone, oh. right? So it looks like an ice, like an inverted ice cream cone. Okay. And it had the, the little notches for like what looked like a screw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, one of the things that we also had to keep with us was some tongue forceps. Right. And this was for people that had seizures, because back in these days, right, this is like the the mid 80s. Right. Mm -hmm. I I started college in 87. And so because what they used to teach us is if somebody's having a seizure, we got to You know, you got to grab their tongue so it doesn't fall back into their mouth. Well, we know that that really doesn't happen now. Yeah. But what we would have to do, the training we had was you would take this little screw looking thing and find an opening in their mouth and just start screwing it into their teeth to open their mouth. Right. Because you would screw and it would grab onto the teeth. Teeth would grab onto the little threads. And mm-hmm. as you, and as you turned it, it would open the mouth and then you could take your tongue forceps, reach in there, grab the tongue. Cause they had those little um, alligator clips on them or, or uh-huh. you know, where it locks it in place. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you would just let it hang out. So their tongue wouldn't fall back in their throat. Right. And I look back on that now and I'm like, what in the world were we thinking? <laughs> you know, I was like, that's just so crazy. But I, I really do have a picture of me and you can see that oral screw hanging off of my, my holster. Wow. It's funny. Yeah. So anyway. Um, all right. So um, what uh, do you have any advice? Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to skip down. Um, on the script here tell us um, that so that was more of a serious kind of thing you were talking about there so tell us a, a, a kind of a funny story maybe something that you want to share with everybody because I, I I've interviewed um, some of my current student trainers and then <clears throat> of course I've done some former ones and I always ask everybody what's a funny story right because mm-hmm. there's we have so much fun being a student athletic trainer right and, and there's all kinds of fun things that we do uh, and and things that go on give us some insight. What's a funny story you remember? Um, so as far as funny stories go, uh, I think student athletic training really, um, you know, you go, you go to practice it, you go to actual 
athlete practices and it's always so serious. you got to take your game serious. Um, with student athletic training, it's really just a family. Um, yeah. So you get that goof around part of it, but also taking like getting your stuff done. And so goofing off with, I mean, Coach Clark and Beatty and you was always, you guys made it fun and you made it worthwhile. Um, and I remember because I didn't, ha- uh, there was times where I was by myself, a lot of my girls were very accustomed to my taping. Mm-hmm. And so I think you were there for a basketball game or something. And yeah. one of my poor athletes, you taped her ankle and then walked away and she was like, Jenna, I can't feel my foot. He takes <laughs> me too tight and I had to remove it behind your back. Yeah. <laughs> and put a new taping on. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I couldn't get over that. But, but yeah. that one was definitely one of my, one of my favorites. Cause yeah. Cause I, I didn't, you know, back then, um, the, uh, you know, again, having a second trainer, I kind of took care of all the outdoor sports and mm-hmm. stayed out in the field house. And either Coach Clark or Coach Beatty would would stand out, you know, or stay in the indoor training room and take care of most of the indoor sports. Mm-hmm. And and so obviously there's different taping and methods and stuff like that. But I was always so used to taping the boys and, you know, the boys, I need it tighter. I need it tighter. Yeah. You know? And so then when I would go and cover an indoor sport and tape the girls, they, had, they I got that a lot, you know, <laughs> it, it's not. And, and trust me it didn't hurt my feelings um, because I mean, ultimately it comes down to athlete needs to be comfortable. Right. Yeah. But um, there was lots of times when I would tape kids too. And they'd be like, no, that's too tight. Can you cut this off from me doing it? And I was like, are you serious? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, no, th- there was definitely, we had that really good family kind of feel to everything. And it, we did have lots of fun um, for sure. There's, there's so many funny stories and it's hard to, to, you know, think of specific ones off the top of your head, like I put you in a spot just now, but um, I'm sure you're, we're, we're going to hang up on this call and you're going to be like, oh, I should have oh, yeah. said this, right? But uh, it's funny. So, um, all right. Well, we're, we're kind of coming to a close here. Um, is there any advice that you would want to give someone wanting to be in your profession? Because you're not the first uh, and, and hopefully you're not the last, but uh, of student trainers in my in my 32 years that I've been doing this right that have gone on to become nurses I have lots matter of fact I had one from Bandera that graduated my second year there and she's in nursing well she just graduated she's got her own and so um so that it's really cool and um uh any advice you want to give to anybody looking to get into your profession um definitely take those professors with a grain of salt yeah. Um, they're hardcore. They don't care what you have going on at home. Um, and they don't really care if they fail you. Yeah. Um, so just get, put your nose to the grindstone and just finish it. Um, yeah. and then you get out and you actually do what you love to do. Um, and you get, you finally get that comma in your paycheck and it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But you just got to, you have to take everything with a grain of salt and just mm-hmm. finish it. Cause it is a long two years. Yeah. And they even like, there's this thing they, they talk about is nursing student PTSD. And mm-hmm. when you first graduate and you first get past that NCLEX, you still wake up and you're like, <gasps> I have a test. And 
it doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. And for I and it still hasn't really gone away for me, but I feel so unproductive on my days off. Like I feel like I have to be studying or um doing homework. So I start I started making sourdough nonstop yeah. because I feel like I have to do something productive and I can't I just you. relax. Yeah. Um so just get through it <laughs> so yeah. you can do random stuff like that. I hear you. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, and I understand, and I, I think a lot of kids that graduate high school and go to college are given an eye-opening experience because it's, it's a lot different from high school because like you said, they don't care if they fail you or not. Right. Mm-mm. Because, and that's not just with nursing professors and things, but just really almost any kind of class you take in college, because you have to think of it this way, like you're, you are getting the degree, a degree to be a professional in whatever field it is. And that name of that university is going to be attached to you. Yes. And if, if they just let you squeak by and squeak by and um, then you go out and get a job and, and maybe you're not living up, to what you're supposed to do, then that na- then then that gives that university a bad name, right? Or that school or that college or whatever. Yes. Um, and so you're right. I mean, they they are going to be very hard, especially when you get into your major level classes, right? Like your mm-hmm. classes for for your major. Um, yeah, you better be on top of your game. It was like that with me too. Like when I you know my basics classes, it wasn't so bad, but when I was taking my classes for my major. Oh, it was really strict. And, and it's always been that way because again, your, your name or, or the university's name it is attached to you. So they got to make it look good. Yes. 100%. I mean, I, um, there was one time I had a seizure and I just, I had just gotten home from the ER and I got a call from one of my professors and she was like, Hey, you haven't finished a quiz that's due at noon and it's 1115. And I told her, I was like, I just got discharged from the hospital I'm still postdictal. Like, I don't even remember this conversation with her and I barely remembered the quiz. And yeah. I told her that and she was like, well, can you get it done by noon? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I don't even remember taking the quiz, but I got yeah. the thing done. <laughs> wow. They, do, wow. they don't care. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining me, Jenna. Um, it was really good catching up with you and, and talking with you. I know we haven't talked in a, in a few years, but uh, thanks for joining in on this call. Do you have any any kind of final thoughts that you want to let the listeners know of uh, anything? Um, do, if you have any inkling to go in the medical field, do athletic training. Even yeah. if you, you weren't, I was an athlete to start off. Even if you weren't an athlete, just do it to get that familiar experience and to get that family in high school. Because sometimes high school can be really lonely and not being a part of an organization can really um, hinder that. And so just add add to your resume because it's definitely a good resume booster as well beyond the, the family aspect of it. For sure. And, and, you know, we, we do do a lot of medical stuff in, in athletic training and it, it, it kind of gives you an insight into the medical world mm-hmm. and prepares you. Like you said, it, it helps prepare you to do critical thinking skills. So, for sure. all right. Well, thanks again, Jenna. I really appreciate you uh, coming in on this call. Um, and uh, I wish you all the best um, with your uh, job. 
and moving on to that bigger hospital later, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for having me. And tell your, your student athletic trainers they need to get better at making ice packs. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Will do. I'll tell them, put that in a nice bath. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was awesome to hear from Jenna. Um, she seems like, you know, she's doing well uh, and, uh, you know, she's got bigger plans ahead. So that's really awesome. And I know I said this last week, but it's always great to catch up with my former students. Be it, be a, if you were a, a student athletic trainer, an athlete, or even just one of my students that was in my class. I uh, always love doing that. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Ice Bath Baby. Uh, make sure to rate and follow us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, Google, and iHeart. And be sure to follow us on all social media platforms that can be found in the show notes. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember, be safe out there. And when in doubt, put that in a nice bath.